Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Just Talking for a Sunday. We are with Lieutenant Bella Lexi. Bella, how are we doing today? I'm super fantastic. How are you? Excellent. We are just fantastic. We've got quite a crowd in here today, and uh, uh, we hope to have a few more. Before we get to Bella, I want to just uh, take a moment or two uh, to honor the memory of a person we lost a week ago today, and that was Herschel Savage. And uh, uh, just I, I woke up Monday morning to texts and Facebook messages and answering machine messages of um, of the passing of of Herschel, and it just just was terrible because um, that was Sunday. He, he passed away on Sunday. He was supposed to be in Iowa with me on Wednesday. And we were going to be doing a lot of activities. I know on Thursday, we were going to be going to the Field of Dreams over across the state where they made the movie. And he was really looking forward to that. Um, we were, you know, some stupid stuff too. We were going to go see Iowa's largest frying pan. And and we were going to go, you know, see just different different things. There was a, a vaudeville type show in town last night. We were going to go see that. And just some just some cool stuff. He was looking forward to the barbecue and and um, he'd recently, you know, over the last year and a half or so, he had some dental issues and so he got some uh, new a new partial plate and and so he couldn't uh, you know eat sweet corn on the cob anymore. So um, I had some guy was going to bring a gallon of sweet corn that was cut off the cob for him and I mean there's people paid for his trip. Uh, they bought a uh, some guy bought a porn star, a corn star cup for him, and um, a lot of people were going to have supper with us on Friday night, and it was just terrible that this happened. But um, I guess if there's anything that came out of it that was better than what could have been, is he could have died at my house, and that would not have been good. I don't know. Um, he passed away on Sunday at his home, but his son. Um, uh, Jules went to Hawaii on Monday. And so I'd have been, you know, we'd have had uh, him at the local funeral home, of course, with no way to really decide anything until his son got back. So anyway, I know that um, uh, Eric Edwards was going to be here and, and uh, uh, Richard Pacheco said he had uh, company and couldn't, couldn't make it. But John Martin is with us. John, you starred with Herschel in many movies. I know, um, the 4077 movie, the girls of the 407. That was a classic movie. And you guys were, you guys did a lot together. He thought you was funny as hell, man. I know he did. I know. he. Did. I never understood that. I never got it, you know, but he thought I was funny. So you think I'm funny and Joey Severa's funny. Yeah. Have at it. But, uh, <laughs> just a few words. Um, I call him Harvey because yeah. that's my name. Uh, but Harvey and I lived uh, on the same block, a couple of blocks down, and uh, on Dolores Street in San Francisco. And um, he and I were great friends. And that's when he was married to Inez. And funny, not funny at all, but as it happens, uh, Inez was out playing basketball uh, on the courts at uh, Mission High School. And dropped dead of a heart attack. Wow. Go figure, man. That's amazing. Uh, to go back a little bit, Harvey and I had um, similar teachers. I started with Uta Hagen in New York, as well as Stella Adler. And uh, so did Harvey. And we both did a lot of theater together, did a lot. Man. And he and I, we had a great time on the set because we were actors. We could really, you know, we weren't, you know, guys that were there just for the dick. You know, we were there because they wanted acting, and that's what we gave them. And I miss him. I miss him terribly. Uh, and I have so many great, great memories. And I also want to tell you that that Sharon Mitchell sent, uh, sends her regards. Uh, she knew Harvey for over 40 years. Uh, knew her, 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 his mom, his dad, you know, goes way back with the family, everything, you know. And I know Lisa Santrice wanted to be here as well. So, uh, 
And Howie, I think he's got some family commitments, et cetera. And uh, Rob, he'll probably pop in. Sure. So um, anyway, that's uh, a fond farewell to a good friend. Yeah. And he, uh, I, I did a couple interviews with him over the years and, and on the uh, um, uh, James Bartolet uh, uh, Roku channel, I'll be posting a, a Patrick Presents and I'll do a little feature on, on Herschel and maybe uh, an interview people haven't seen and, and we'll get a couple things there. And, and uh, he, he just, oh, I, I was trying to get lightning in a bottle twice. What happened was I, I knew he wasn't doing all that great. And, but three years ago when he came, he wasn't doing all that great either. It was the start of the pandemic. He, he would watch TV, you know, 40 hours a day because he not only watched it on, on TV, on his big screen, he'd be watching it on his phone. So he'd be like up and down, up and down. I mean, he'd be watching it. And you'll go crazy watching TV and watching the news that much. And um, I remember when he got here three years ago, his feet were like football swollen because uh, he, he didn't, he lost his heart medication or his water pills. Well, then he got here and he was digging through his suitcase. Hey, I found my water pills. Then he pissed like a racehorse the entire weekend he was here, but his feet went down. He, he actually showed up here in a wheelchair and in uh, bedroom slippers. And by the next day, I, I put the couch up on, on uh, milk crates and uh, his feet were good enough. The next day we bought him a pair of shoes and he had those the rest of the weekend, but um i, I, didn't, I have neuropathy but i don't have any swelling in my feet yeah he yeah he had and and then after that uh a little while later he did have a heart attack and had some stints put in so and then he quit smoking which was really helped him out because he was really having some problems there too so but anyway um player any thoughts on that you've been talking to herschel quite a bit lately yeah um i'm sorry <laughs> um yeah, we were working on something that was either going to be, you know, a memoir or a, or a one-man I'm so sorry. <laughs> or a one-man It's okay, honey. It's okay. Um, it's either going to be a memoir or a one-man show. And, you know, I, I met him in January. I haven't, I didn't even get to know him that long. But I think he was just a really one of the most genuine kindest people I've ever met and like just really cared about everybody in his life and that's the thing Claire was he met you once uh well we hung out a couple times of course but but then it's like you knew him yeah and he knew you and everybody was comfortable with everybody I mean yeah I think you were at uh, you were at the b-dubs thing and at the pizza party and and uh yeah he was just uh Great yeah. Guy. And we got in a pattern of talking, you know, at least usually th three or four times a month. And I have hours and hours of recordings and I'm really thankful I have those. And I'll, I hope I figure out something to do with them. That's, you know, a testament to him and just what a, just what a great man he was. I really, I'm really happy I got to meet him. James, did you meet uh, Herschel at all? I was uh, never that lucky. I was never lucky enough to have met him. I, I saw him in the doing uh, doing the show uh, one time, and that was it. Um, he was just on the panel. Right. right. Um, I know that uh, I've seen so many condolences, and I've seen so many so many people that are just so heartbroken over it. Um, I've I've lost many people myself. I know how they feel, so I can I can say that. You know, my, my feelings go out for everyone that knew him and for everyone that ever worked with him. And um, that's all I can say, because being someone who who didn't know him uh, as much as as well as anyone else. There are other people that are here, then uh, I just say that, uh, you know, I I just feel so my, my, my condolences for all of you. That that knew him as well. Sure, sure. Charles, yeah. you're uh, certainly broken up, and I, I feel yeah. Like I think I met Herschel like two or three times. He was one of those people that who you, you don't forget. You know, you just he had an impact. 
he was a really nice guy. And my favorite Herschel story, and I was like, it just cracks me up, was he was driving for Uber or Lyft or I forget which, you know. And he had a passenger. And the passenger goes, oh, yeah, I know you. And the passenger pulls up some scene that Herschel had done. And I'm like, so the guy's like pulling a picture, you know, a scene up of you doing, you know, an adult scene. And Herschel goes, yeah. And I'm thinking, how weird is that? That he's doing a scene with some, you know, some, you know, you know, with an adult porn star. And the passenger is like showing him the scene. And Herschel is driving him to his destination. And I'm thinking, this is so weird and so bizarre and so funny. And at the same time, it's like, it's also so Herschel. It's yeah. like, you know, I love that about him. Then he would be like, okay, you know, yeah, all right, where are you going? You know, I'll get you to your location. And he was just, but he was such a kind person, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he was what he was. And, you know, and if you knew him, you liked him. I don't think, you know, for all of the, you know, tributes that I've seen in the last week, or so, I don't think I ever saw one that said that he wasn't a nice guy because he absolutely was. And I, you know, I met him, I think, two or three times in L.A., and, I, you know, I liked knowing him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the world was a better place because of people like him. Yeah, that's for sure. So, anyway, anyway that, that's my thoughts. You bet. I appreciate everybody's thoughts on that. And uh, like I said, if there's a memorial service, I'll let people know. If we're going to do something on Zoom, I'll let people know. But uh, certainly something will be done. And uh, uh, my buddy Peter and I will be flying out to L.A. whenever that happens. So anyway, hopefully we'll see some people out there. So anyway, with that, we need to say hi to Bella Lexi. How about that for an introduction? You got 15 minutes of people crying, and now, now we go to you. Well, do my best to cheer everyone up. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But uh, we worked. Sorry, Ted. We certainly, certainly okay. didn't want to take anything away from your time here. But uh, you have quite a history as you bring to the table here. What? Let's talk about uh, how how you got started. So um, I got started with OnlyFans. I was a police lieutenant at the time. The pandemic was going on. And my husband and I thought it'd be something fun to do. Uh, we'd been in and out of the lifestyle. And so it was like kind of that people were being voyeurs of us. And so it was exciting and fun. And um, we never thought that it would be anything, you know, too big or whatever. And you know, I was busy working in a jail and he was running the page and, you know, we were making a few things here and there. And about a year and a half after we had started it, a former friend of mine found out about the page. And she took exception to it, and she reported it to my sheriff's office, uh, to the Internal Affairs Division. And so basically, they investigated it. Uh, but before the investigation was concluded, I decided to take an early retirement with a severance package. So um, I ended up walking away from a 28-year law enforcement career, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And... Uh, then someone leaked it to the media, <laughs> the whole situation and the whole story. And so when the media called, we're like, no, it's not a story. We don't want to share that. And they were like, well, um, my news director says it is a story. So you can you know, give us a statement or you can do an interview. But either way, we're going to run the story. So my husband and I sat down and talked about it. We're like, okay, well, we might as well get in front of it and have you know, the, the chance to say our side of it. So we did the interview, Colorado, most of the state caught on fire at the time, and so they never ran the story. Well, whoever leaked it to the local media decided to leak it to international media. I got a phone call in the middle of the night, and they were like, hey, we want to run your story on Monday at 5 a.m. And I was like, what? So um, 
I ended up doing a middle of the night video recording for them. And uh, the story ran on a mon that Monday at 9 p.m. here locally, but uh, internationally, they ran it at 5 a.m. And the entire world got to find out that I had a naughty page <laughs> and that I lost my career over it. Oh, man. So um, at that point, I was like, well, now how am I going to find a job? What am I going to do? And uh, everything blew up on my page and just kind of pushed me into uh, working in the uh, sex industry. So about six months after all of everything went out, I ended up getting an agent and I started shooting mainstream porn. And here I am still here, still plugging away. Wow. That's such a, such a cool story. Hey, let's bring in uh, Lily real quick. Lily, I uh, just kind of had a, uh, hey. had a little bit of a viral moment as Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. Hey, <laughs> I had to pop in and say hi to Bella Lexi. Hello. Hi. How are you? You look beautiful. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I'm really well. <laughs> Yay! So we definitely wanted to stop in and say hi. I'm in Salt Lake City, believe it or not. Nice. Well, I hear you're back to Denver on Tuesday, so. Yep, I'll be back. So I just wanted awesome. to make sure I just saw you were online. Well, we, have, you. we have yet to meet in person. I know. It's not for lack of trying, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Lily, you'll be in, the, in New Jersey, too, correct? Yes, I will be. I'll be at New Jersey um, from the 2nd to the 5th, 6th. Okay. Well, You're not going right, Patrick? I'm not. No, the 2nd's my birthday, and we're, my wife is a big Jay and Silent Bob fan. So we're going to go meet Jay and Silent Bob in Minneapolis that weekend. Well, awesome. Well, you have fun with that, and um, sorry about Herschel. Yeah, yeah. He was a good guy. Sorry, I know he was supposed to be there, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's supposed to be here in Iowa. We're going to do a lot of... I know. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, for sure. Take plenty of pictures in New Jersey. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hit mute for now, cause, okay. and, but I'll be on for a few more minutes, and then I'll dip out. Okay, good enough. All right, appreciate it. All right. Lorenzo's with us. Lorenzo, you, uh, you were the one that kind of said, hey, I'm going to bring in Bella Lexi. <laughs> yeah yeah she's a she's a star and a real you know decent person a good talent so i know she would be perfect for your show definitely thank you uh, one thing i wanted to ask her you know for the public to know you did your career 28 years and did a page just for the fun of it but then you were ousted and it seems like i don't know if you're a quick learner or whatever but you've taken this new profession by storm in such a quick time was it just that you've learned quickly or you always had this in you even when you were on the police department i think i always had it in me because ironically when i was a teenager looking at porn and all of that i was always like that would be so much fun to do but i knew i wanted to be a cop so the cop piece won out so it's kind of ironic that now here i am doing the the porn thing also so i really it was a blessing in disguise and I, now i've gotten to do both things that i ever wanted to do so yeah yeah it seems like it, it turned out to be a blessing uh so it's going to be a real pleasure you know with you being a jersey and, and you down there lily craven i'll mm -hmm. be looking to see see her uh, but we're gonna have a good time and uh you know i'm glad that the people have really learned your your story and it wasn't an easy journey for you, but you've accomplished it. Right. It was very difficult. There were a lot of dark days, but now I'm on top and I'm confident and I feel good about what I'm doing and I feel like I'm making a contribution. So yeah, thank you. Great. It's just like, fuck those people now. I mean, just, you just have to just say, well, fuck that then. And, and your former friend, I caught that. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, we're not friends anymore for sure. <laughs> All right. James is with us. James, a uh, question for Bella Lexi here tonight. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw um, when you had tweeted something on uh, Twitter. And uh, when, I, when I saw that, that's when I started looking you up. And I, and I said, I remember you. I remember when all this went down. I remember, I remember it. Like I said, it made, it, it made global news when it happened. And um, that's, when I, that's when I got a hold of and I asked you if uh, – 
you'd be interested in being on the show and you and you said that'd be great <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm sorry, really I'm glad you're here really, well thank this, you yeah um when when you were doing when you first started your only fans would did would you like did you like in your uniform or did you have anything like that or did you give any kind of indication of that you were on the force or anything like that or no nothing in fact my profile i was a stay-at-home mom with a side photography gig okay so what never said what i did so what what was the reason that they i mean what was what's the official reason that they gave you that they said okay this is it you're we're going to we're going to let you go um conduct unbecoming which is a very broad policy that most agencies have um they felt that i brought the sheriff's office um into disrepute or something like that so um even though for a year and a half no one knew i was doing it it never affected my job uh, right. i was you know a, a great leader and a, you know i was you were, a, you, were a dec- you were a decorated uh, lieutenant 28 years yes. 28 year veteran i mean that's that's amazing yes. um and basically you were just doing what you like to do in your private time right not on the I never job. did it on duty i never you know it was all of personal of course yeah. now you wear the uniform when you're uh, it's not a real uniform it's a it's a costume correct not, right. none of it is real <laughs> right <laughs> okay all right um, well but, yeah Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really, I really am happy to see that you're here, and well, your you. your story has always fascinated me. I think it's, I think it's great, and uh, like you said, like Lorenzo said, you know, you're, you, you came out the victor in this, definitely. I did. Yeah, Absolutely. you did. You did. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. We're getting to go. We have we have two Jameses in the room, so let's go to James number two here. I'm sorry, we both had to talk at the same time. Go ahead, James. Unmute. We're still on mute. Oh, how's that? Can you hear me now? You betcha. Okay. Just out of curiosity, if you were not caught, so to speak, would you have preferred to stay a police a, a police officer? Honestly, I was at a very indecisive time for my career anyway. You know, 28 years is a long time. Uh, law yep. enforcement has changed drastically in 30 years. And, you know, it was to a point where my kids and my husband were like, is there anything else you want to do? Because they were scared for me. And, you know, I mean, because you just don't know, there could be a day I don't come home. And so I think really and truly what it did was it essentially forced my hand to get out, which then helped me deal with a lot of things I hadn't dealt with over my career. And it helped me get into a very healthy place. I didn't realize how unwell I truly was until I got out. Uh, let me rephrase that. Would you have preferred that your hand not be forced and that it be totally your choice? I think I probably would not have made the choice on my own. Okay. I think that it really had me do some self-reflecting. And as weird as that sounds, I think I, you get comfortable right? You know that you're going to go to work and you know that you're going to bring home a certain amount of money and you know you're going to deal with this drama and that drama and whatever. And there's comfort in it because it is scary to leave something you've done for so long. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have a college degree and I was working on my um, graduate degree and everything, but it's like when you go to leave, what can you do? It's the unknown. So, yeah. But I, I think in the end, I ended up benefiting from it. And I think if you talk to my husband and my family, I'm in a way better place emotionally and physically and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. And, okay. and, you, come, and you come home at night. I do. Yeah. Yes. And there's no fear, right? Like, yeah. And I think for that, it's priceless for my family. Yeah. We just had an officer uh, about 90 miles away that didn't come home. Uh, the other night, it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is with us. Alex and, and I have been talking back and forth. Uh, about two blocks from my house, there's an old-time jail that this guy bought, okay. and he turned it into a bed and breakfast. And when uh, mom and dad and the kids aren't there for bed and breakfast time, then it's uh, ball gag and and uh, 
uh, All right. time for uh, some, some folks who go there for uh, some gay pleasure and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. Alex was thinking that'd make a good scene to, to have you there. Heck yeah. I was like, uh, we need to message back and forth about this because I've been looking for a location like that. So yes. Be excellent. Well, excellent. Alex, uh, you, you'd come down for that, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd definitely be down to come down for that. I actually have a degree in criminal justice. All right. As well. Yeah. Nice. And um, I mean, like criminal justice is one of those weird um, industries, though, is like, you know, stuff unbecoming, though, is like a real common theme. So mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why I'm trying to get the heck out of it. Um, so I was wondering if if there's any um, performers that you'd want to call out to like you know call your shot to like you know hopefully work with in the future uh i definitely would want to work with kieran lee he's like on my bucket list i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um you know but other than that i just i think i've really been fortunate enough to meet a lot of great people and i don't want to like call out too many people and then someone's like well why not me or um but kieran lee is always my go-to answer for that Excellent. Did you ever watch the um, the porn reality show that was on X Hamster that had, I think, Kieran Lee on it? No, I, I haven't. Remember, I can't remember what it was called, though, but it ran for like a season. This was like five years ago or so. I'll tell uh, Patrick if I can remember what it is. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Alex is kind of curious what they hand out that jail. And a couple of years ago, I had had uh, I had mocked up some ball gags with their their logo on it and stuff. And I thought, Maybe they hand out ball gags, but oh, they had some people in town just raising all kinds of hell because that jail place was handing out trick or treat candy. Well, shit, they're not putting pins and needles in this shit. No, another house. Right, and, it, and it's cool. It's a. Uh, uh, it was the first. Like this jail got built in the 1800s. It was the first jail that had the automatic lock when you locked the, the the when you flipped the lever it locked every cell in the block with that lever okay. that was the first of its kind and huh. uh, i think hampton historic jail is the uh the domain for the website for it. but yeah they they do all kinds of stupid shit and, and i mean it's, it's cool they got like a a courtyard outside that you can play basketball in. they you can do the mock arrest they'll put you in the orange jumpsuits they'll book you oh, in nice I was there one time doing some computer work for him because, like I said, it's only two blocks away. Anyway, um, they'll, they'll put you in front of the thing and take your mug shot. They do the whole nine yards. Oh, I love it. Really quite interactive. So whenever you get to Iowa, you can just give me a call. But that leads to another thing is in southern Iowa, um, they do have a, um, uh, a set of uh, a porn studio down in southern Iowa. And so I don't know if you've ever been to Private Society. Or had any emails from them? I'll no, say, I don't think so. Certainly passionate. I'd love to. <laughs> I go down there every once in a while not to perform. I, I usually go down and take a couple of gals I know that go down there and take them out for lunch. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you're doing anal scenes, uh, it doesn't cost much money to feed them. <laughs> I took, uh, it was me and three other performers down there, two women and a guy. And hell, the bill was only 50 bucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway. uh, I can't. <laughs> You're too funny. Uh, that puts a smile on Claire's face. Claire, do you have a question for Bella Lexi? Uh yeah. You you said you started out working with your husband and now you do mainstream porn. Um what was that shift like and do you still work with your husband some? Oh yeah, I still shoot with my husband and he actually shoots most of my content that I produce myself. And um it was, we had to talk about it. It wasn't, I didn't just make the decision on my own. We sat down. I was like, hey, I think this is, if I can find an agent, I'd really like to give this a go. And he was very supportive. And so for my first shoot, he took me to the airport, um, texted me all through the flight. And so I couldn't ask for a more supportive partner ever. He's super amazing about it all. So, mm -hmm. Nice, nice. And you, and you have to have that. If you don't have that, then then you don't have anything. Let's uh, yeah. unmute. Uh, I got. I, I don't know the gentleman. I don't think he's been here before. But Manly, is that your name? We'll flip him on and. Yeah, we have any Question. 
Uh, not really. I just wanted to uh, see Bella, uh, hear her story. I was glad to hear everything about Herschel. And uh, yes, my first time. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. And we're here every Sunday night. So great to have you along. Let's uh, switch things over to Eric, who's out in California. Eric, go ahead. Question for Bella. Oh, not oh, not too much right down here. Just you know, saying hi to Alexia anyway. Like you were talking about prisons. Well, I've been to Yuma and I've been to Alcatraz before. So I know how those places were like there. So, yeah. Even one, even even live near one, which is supposed to be a mental hospital nearby. I mean, they're saying Ron Jeremy's supposed to be there, but no way I can go there. I can't go the guard, go the front gate and ask because they won't tell me nothing there. Eh? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. So it's a sad idea. See how things were going there. So glad you're out doing that right there. So, I was, so yeah, I know it's not easy being a law enforcement. It's real tough and real rough these days. Some people say me being a USC inspector, I'm part law enforcement, but. We don't, we're not allowed to carry guns on our job. They're prohibited from carrying any weapons of any kind on my job there. Gotcha. So that's what that's what it's like. Even though they think we're like we're like them, but sorry, we don't carry we don't carry things on us like that. I know state inspectors yeah. for California. I've seen them carry one, but I think it happened once that shooting incident was around 2000 up there around San Leandro, where one inspector was killed. Two two compliance officers for USDA were killed up there around that time. There, just the guy. Guy was served a lot of notices there, but he was known armed danger. They should have waited for the police, but our district manager said, go, in, go on in, don't wait for the police, anyway, and they got killed. That's awful. That's I know it's terrible what happened there, so that's that's why it is. Plus, if we were to have guns, we'd have to go through training for it anyway. If we yes. have certification for it, even like, yeah. even, like even FBI and federal marshals would have to go through mm -hmm. it. Too. Okay. Yes. You could uh, certainly do a new, new uh, character as... Uh, Bella Lexi meat inspector. That might be a, a <laughs> get uh, get a uniform for that too. You right. Several <laughs> we do give free tips out here. I mean, certainly we'll give you free tips on your career and everything else. That's we're good. I love, but you know what? Maybe I could turn that into a scene for myself. There you go. Meat yeah. inspector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget Peach Fuzz is on next week. Uh, Peach Fuzz reached out several times i just really want to be on your show i said okay and we got her fit in she's going to be um at edison in new jersey she's going to be one of the the pole gals that just kind of goes around from pole to pole uh at exotica and um she's also going to be doing something on the stage with the pole work too so it's always good to good to have those gals what will you be having at your booth uh bella um in uh, new jersey what 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 should we find at your booth I'll have photos um, that I can sign and I'm working on some little tchotchke kind of things that um, I can give out and things like that that are police related. Uh, so I've spent actually most of the day here just kind of going through the internet and figuring out what, what I want to get to take. Uh, just, you know, a little memento that reminds people of me. So the seems to be the cool thing is I don't have any right at my disposal here. Uh, it seems to be poker chips are the big thing now. Oh, really? Uh, I know that, uh, uh, I, I know Ginger Lynn gave me a poker chip and, and then Christy Canyon is, oh, fuck her. I got a poker chip too. And she gave me a poker chip. So. Well, I figure if someone wants to get in my old handcuffs, which is what I carry for all of my social stuff I do, then I can probably handcuff a few people. Wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. That could be a good little <laughs> photo, photo session. Right. And, yeah. and you told me before it went on that uh, sooner than later, you're going to be getting a post office box. So uh, anybody in our group, and I'll post that when you get it, can send in items or request items or whatnot, and get, you'll get that taken care of. Yes. Hopefully I'll have that spread away this week. You'll be surprised at just what what's out there and who wants to, you know, get an autograph. It's just always right. cool because it's just unexpected cash rolling in. Let's talk to Patrick for a little bit here. He's keeping it rural. Yeah. Um, so knowing that you're a police, uh, you were a police officer for so long, and I had friends who were police officers. Um, I know um, you get paid so much money being a cop compared to like doing your OnlyFans now. So, were you getting? Um, do you prefer to pay that you're making um, being a porn star compared to being a, a sheriff, um, a sheriff deputy? I absolutely love to pay more. <laughs> I get paid more than I did as a public servant for sure. And it's just, it's, it's just better money all the way around and less stress. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause I, I know I've actually had some friends who were sheriff and city cops and they said, if 
they could find something to get out of the police force, they would, but they had been in the force for like as long as you were um, 28 years. They were they had done it for 20 to 30 years. It's hard to find a career that pays pays what I was making as a lieutenant. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Plus, uh, one thing is, is you don't have to negotiate with that fucking union every year. A true story. <laughs> I, I have some connections on our, with our city and, and uh, every, they usually run three-year contracts and it's give and take and give and take. And, and uh, anyway, it, it's a hassle for everybody. And, and, uh, but, uh, the union's there for a purpose, and, and yes. that's what it's there for. So, anyway, let's go to Charles. Charles needs to ask a question to Bella. I don't, my question was kind of like, I did, I work with law enforcement because I was in bank fraud for like ten years. <laughs> I loved it. It was fun. It was fun on my end of it. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of it, but I was like, you know. You know, I also have a feeling like there are a lot of scummy people out there. And I kind of wanted to get your impression of, you know, what your impression of working in law enforcement was. You know, I would say that I have far more positive experiences than negative. You know, okay. I I enjoyed the the adrenaline dumps and I enjoyed the running and gunning. I enjoyed helping people, uh, but there was some heartbreak around it too, of course. And, you know, I didn't like seeing what some people did to each other. Sometimes I couldn't wrap my brain around it at all. Uh, you know, and so that's when things are difficult, but you know, when you find some little kid running down the street and they don't know where their parents are and you're able to reunite them with their family or, you know, things like that, or show up at a, a class, lunch and talk to kids you know my I have a girlfriend out of state who's like will you just wear your badge around your neck and come read to my students during reading time you know those things are amazing and, and you get a chance to make a positive impact I love playing basketball with kids who were less fortunate you know um, maybe they didn't have good experiences with law enforcement so I really felt like I was able to kind of bridge that gap a little bit and those are the things that I hold on to to me the worst experiences were you know it just it kind of like it didn't make me cry, but I wanted to. Were the people who committed fraud against their family members because I'm like, why would you do that? These are people who are like in your family, yeah. And you're gonna try and rip them off, and I'm like, you know, yeah, that bothered me. Right, I always had a and it. It always bothered me, and it like it never left me. Yeah, no, I always, always had, had a that. soft spot for old folks. I feel bad when they're victimized. And typically what you probably dealt with was involving a lot of older folks. Yeah. Um, they will always have a big spot in my heart. So, yeah. And they didn't want to go after their family members because they were family members. But I'm like, it just, it bothered me. It was like mm -hmm. at a kind of moral core kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So... But I loved working in bank fraud because it was so interesting. Mm -hmm. And the people who were like, you get these people who are like really bright and interesting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going up against them and, you know, let's see what happens. And, you know, mm -hmm. did I always win? No. Did I always lose? No. But there was a balance there. Right. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. Very I think that balance is there in law enforcement as well. Yes. Absolutely. And I work with postal inspectors, I work with FBI agents, you know. Mm -hmm. To me it was it was fun, you know. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I bet. Do you do you I will ask this question, but do you miss that now? You know, I don't miss a lot of it. But mm -hmm. I was telling my husband the other day we were watching some live PD show. I don't even remember what it was. And I've seen it. I'm like, oh my God, why did he just do that? Oh, he's missing this. And he goes, you kind of miss some of it. Because you do, you watch these shows and you get pumped up and it reminds you of what you used to do. So, but I would say on a daily basis, I don't miss it. I really don't. I have quality time with my family, which I didn't have. And I'm there to pick my kids up from school and things like that. So, so there's kind of more of a balance in your life. Yes, very much so. 
Yeah. Which is, I think that's nice. I think, you know. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, I felt like as a woman, I had to work 10 times as hard. So put in a lot of extra time and a lot of extra effort. And I wanted to make a difference for my people. So mm-hmm. that meant a sacrifice at home. And, you know, is it always the right decision? Probably not. But, you know, I was driven. I wanted to be successful. And I had a supportive family. My mom was a nurse for like 35 years. And I think she kind of felt a similar kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I appreciated what she did for us. And, you know, but, wow. you know, anyway, thank you for, like, joining, joining us on this group. Absolutely. When when you, um, two questions, and a couple came from the chat here. I don't know if you can see the chat or not. Um, when, when all this went down with you, um, how, did the police union back you up or take your side at all? So we had an FOP, which is a little different than a union, Um, but actually the FOP paid all of my legal bills. (laughs) I did have an attorney um, and I didn't have to pay for that, which was nice. Uh, You know, um, there were some people on the uh, union board who were not the most happy about that. But I was like, you know, I paid dues for a lot of years and this is the one and only time I've needed it. And it was there for me. So. Yeah. yeah, 28 years with dues adds up. Right. Yeah. Um, another question is, when, when this all came public, um, were your husband or kids harassed at all at school or at work or anything like that? No, I would say they were not harassed. I think that people genuinely wanted to check in on them, and which then kind of made things uncomfortable because there's chatter about it, you know, um, it was a very difficult situation to sit down and tell my kids, you know, initially I was like, well, I just do some modeling. And they're like, what you do is not modeling, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but now we're in a good space. We really don't talk about what I do. Um, you know, it's kind of that whole, we're thankful for all the things we have and we're thankful that you're at all of our events and we just don't really talk about that part. I keep it very separate. Are there any plans for you to host like uh, uh, your own podcast or your own uh, YouTube channel or anything like that? So I've kicked around the idea of a podcast, but y'all work really hard to put those together. (laughs) And I just don't have the time for that. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I've actually been talking with a girlfriend of mine, uh, kind of brainstorming some things to do. So uh, look forward to kind of being more active in the YouTube space because I really didn't know much about it. So I just met with her last week and she gave me a lot of great ideas. So we're working on figuring out how we want to proceed with that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm certainly, um, like I said earlier, I do a, uh, a segment on uh, James Barthelay's uh, Roku channel called Patrick presents. And um, one of the topics I'm going to cover in the next couple of weeks is YouTube channels and podcasts. And so maybe um, uh, after you get that figured out with your friend, let me know and I'll do maybe a 30 or 40 second little blurb and you can say, hey, uh, we're this is, we're going to have our podcast is going to be this or our YouTube channel is going to be this. And the purpose of it is that. And we look forward to having you tune in and kind of give us a background of what your goals are for that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I laughed somebody. I just saw somebody go by doing hard time with, I could say doing hard time with Lieutenant Bella. <laughs> yeah. That, and uh, one of those things that, you know, a person that really never understood, never got the joke, was Peter North. And I'll show you a picture of Peter North. Oh, uh, I know who Peter North is. I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> sure. And I met Peter a couple times, and he never got the joke on this photo. And he should have, but he just never, just never got it. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you didn't get the joke, and I was like, you know, when you when when you have to explain a joke, it's not really funny. It's like showing somebody how you did a magic trick. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and yeah, you got to be very careful on YouTube yeah. because I'm strict on monetizing. But um, uh, so anyway, I had Peter North uh, sign this, and um, he he never got the joke. <laughs> I'm doing hard time. <laughs> it's like. Okay, yeah, and and I I, I said, <laughs> you know, I was laughing my ass off, and he says, 
so you want me to write i'm i'm doing hard time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and he never, he never that's amazing it. that's yeah. amazing right there i love it yeah i went to his <laughs> um, i'll show you one more picture because i've got the time um let me see let me see um i had there's going to be a big documentary out about Peter North and his life and in the business. And that's why he's not doing anything on zoom until um, with me until this movie comes out. But, okay. you know, he's shy as hell. He wouldn't say shit if he had a mouthful of it. I mean, he just really is a quiet, quiet guy. And I'm trying to find the damn photo that I thought I had in here. Um, I got it down here. I'll just go here. And anyway, it's like one of those deals where I thought, uh, love to have him as a guest. Now he, he talks a lot, but it just was one of those deals where he, he just talked and, and that was about it. But, um, of course the rule with, with Peter was you didn't touch his hair. And so anyway, they had several guys, including Herschel there. And this was the photo that they did. It was, they're not touching his hair. <laughs> I'm not touching you. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, Peter North wrote, don't touch the hair. He didn't think right. that. That's but, awesome. I love it. But yeah, I had to help um, Peter recover a uh, Twitter page once as mm. kind of IT stuff that I do. Anyway, talk and talk and talk. I said, uh, Peter, let's talk about your page. I said, I need to get your email address and some other stuff. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like, Okay, Peter. Yeah, he just he just would talk endlessly, like I'm doing right now. Lorenzo's <laughs> back with us. Lorenzo, go ahead. Yeah, uh, doing the law enforcement, you come across a lot of people over the years. And when I retired from law enforcement, and you know, got into the, um, I guess the adult industry, where I had been in it, I recognized a few people as we went along. I was in Exotica once, and I saw a guy, and we kind of locked eyes. And just looked at each other for a few seconds and come to find out we worked together on the department and he was doing security for exotica you know but <laughs> in um, your work have you come across some people or have people tried to make themselves known to you on your sites in their own kind of way that you've had some dealings with them in the past yes and um it's very interesting because it happens usually on socials uh, like Instagram or Twitter, and um, they'll be like, yeah, I remember when you arrested me, and I'm looking through their pictures, and I'm like, I don't think I ever arrested you, um, but they are for sure thinking that it was me. I don't forget a face. I'll forget names, um, but most of the time, the people I hear the most from are former coworkers who reach out to me, and, you know, they're like, oh, hey, can I have a free video? Oh, I saw this preview, um, can I see it before everyone else, that kind of thing. But as far as people I've arrested for the most part, I get a couple of them here and there, but, um, and then they say what I, they were arrested for, and I was like, I've never even made an arrest for that charge. So it wasn't me, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So luckily that hasn't been the case, but I think I was always professional enough that even if that was the case, I don't think it would ever be you know, some kind of uncomfortable situation. So. Okay. All right. Paulo's with us from uh, uh, Brazil. Paulo, how are we doing today? Hello, Patrick. Hello, everyone. You have a question for Bella. Yes. Go ahead. What's the, what's the history about your first, first ascent in the industry, please? My history of being in the police? Yes. Um, or was, or of, was your first movie in the industry? Uh, my first movie in adult movies. Um, I shot for Hot Mill Spock. And can I say fuck on your show? Fuck yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's who I shot for first. And their big thing is getting women who've never shot before to shoot with them for their first shoot. Okay. But I've done Bang Bros, Reality Kings, Score Group. So I've done a lot of others. And hopefully Private Society here in Iowa. So I'll reach out and talk to them there. I think they've got everybody lined up. They don't shoot in Iowa 
from December 15th through April 15th because they don't want to have people snowed in or out. And uh, uh -huh. maybe you can relate to that if you're in a yeah. <laughs> First year here in Colorado, it's always a thing. Yeah, they just don't. And what they've done now is it used to be they'd, they'd put um, put you up at the Super 8, the Deluxe Super 8 of Fairfield, Iowa, which is right next door to a Walmart. But um, instead of doing all that expense, then what they did was they decided to buy two Airbnbs, one for males and one for females, and they put in oh, the Airbnbs gee. now. So Oh, nice. Quite a deal. I'll be going down to see... Uh, uh victoria peaks december 8th i believe and uh, okay it's gonna be fun down there let's yeah. check in with our uh our good friend peter maybe he's around i don't think he's on cam but let's talk to peter if he's around peter go ahead hey what's going on everybody we're just here with uh bella lexi lieutenant bella lexi question for her um no, no, really. Question. Just want to say hi, and uh, I think it's great that you came on the on the program tonight. Appreciate that. Yeah, Claire I was and firefighter and paramedic for twenty six years. So, okay, worked with a lot yeah. of law enforcement and stuff over the years. Yeah, you understand that friendly rivalry. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Cops always that used to tell everybody. You know, firefighters they eat till they're tired and they sleep till they're hungry. And yep. Things that uh, they get paid to sleep. Uh, what do cops and kindergartners have in common? They all want to be fired. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Right. In, in North <laughs> Iowa, they've got, uh, and Peter might have been involved with this, they've got Battle of the Badges. So it's fire and, and paramedics going up against the police and hockey. Yep. Yep, and, we have that here too. Yep, we raise over $40,000 every year for Make-A-Wish. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I did always hear that firemen had uh, uh, bigger balls than policemen because they sold more tickets. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Actually, it's usually pretty competitive. It's usually really competitive on the fundraising stuff. So, oh, For sure, because you want to win. Yeah. You want to yeah. be the best. <laughs> Claire, Claire, say hi to Peter. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good, Claire. How are you, hon? Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great to see your face. Yeah, good to hear your voice. Charles, say hi to Peter. Hi, Peter. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Charles? Good. I always have a fond spot in my history and memory for, you know, not law enforcement, but like people who, you know, my mom was a nurse for like 35 years. So it's like nurses and, and you know, fire you know as a six-year-old growing up you know it's like you like fire you know first responders know. and healthcare workers yeah yeah i just i can't explain it it was like it was just cool and mm -hmm. you know you'd see you know once in a while you'd see you know the fire department go roll by and it's like you know and mom would like she'd get her block closed off yep. and have like the fire department there and you know you could do the hose thing and I was like it was just so cool yeah I've done the same thing yeah. on my street it's super yeah. fun the kids don't ever forget it absolutely not okay. and God knows how many years later I still haven't forgotten it <laughs> right see yeah it's uh, one of those things that just stays with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where do you see your, yourself and your career going, let's say, five years down the road as we wrap things up here? I would say five years from now, um, I'd love to have my own uh, studio and work with girls, um, you know, teaching them about the industry and helping them, you know, navigate it safely. And more than likely, probably on their own. You know, I don't know how long agents are going to be a part of this. Uh, I'm navigating it myself right now solo. I do all self-booking. So it's been a very educational experience for me. And, you know, I want to I want to make my mark in the industry. So um, I don't know that I'll, I don't know when I will quit shooting films, but right now I'm having fun. I think I still look okay. So 
um, I'm going to keep doing that as long as I can, but I'm also a realist and I know it probably won't last forever. So. Well, there's no complaints in this room. That's for sure. But I will <laughs> say though that if, if you can get into it and get to a couple more exoticas, I really think that you should be on a panel discussion in one of the rooms, uh, the A, a or B room to tell your story because I it's love a that. captivating story. And mm -hmm. uh, we certainly want to, uh, you know, hear that. And, and I think you'd have a big draw in that, uh, in that arena. Uh, I'd be honored to do that. Yeah. Have you thought about being, I don't want to say you know, an agent yourself, but within that kind of time, within that kind of frame yourself, where you're kind of guiding people based on your own experience. I've considered it. Um, the last, I would say the last six months have been a, a really big um, self-evaluation and kind of, trying to decide now that I know more about the industry. And obviously I don't know everything and I've only been in it for three years. Um, but I think that the more I learn, the more I have to offer. And so I would say that's Absolutely. not off the I table. Think, I think you would be an, a huge asset to the industry and the people coming into the industry. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that young girls who mostly are the ones entering the, you know, the industry, I think of their, they don't have the life experience. Um, to maybe Absolutely. be aware of some things. And um, so that's my goal is to do some education as far as that goes and, and just make sure it's a more safe and well-respected uh, industry. So, um, I mean, obviously every industry can make improvements. So I'm not saying that there's all of these issues with the industry, but I think I would like to make my mark and try to do something positive. Fantastic. Patrick, we need to go to you and get another question before you head out. Yeah, um, so you were just talking about agents and how you have one. Have you ever dealt with, like, another um, star to where they had an agent to where, but they were so tight, controlled about, oh, you couldn't do this on your OnlyFans or Twitter or Instagram? Because I've, I've talked to a couple of girls like that, and they're, like, they can't make any phone calls, do anything, and so they have to, like, make fake profiles. Have you ever done anything like that or dealt with anything like that? No, I haven't, but I have talked to some girls who um, their agents do want them to be uh, a little more conservative on what they release, uh, you know, so definitely always worth a conversation to have with someone who knows something about it. I mean, um, I certainly have my opinions. I think what I choose to do with my body and my page is, is my choice. And so that's what I tell girls is, you know, no one can tell you what you should or shouldn't do with your body. Ultimately, that's your decision. Yeah, because yeah. I, I talked with this one girl. She's an adult star in El Paso, Texas, which is near my hometown where I used to live in New Mexico. And, you know, we would talk a little bit. She was like, so um, we can call or contact. I mean, the only way we would talk is maybe through Google Chat. And I know most of the time on there, a lot of those people could be fake. So mm -hmm. I, I just had to wonder about that way. Yeah, no, I never encountered that with my agent. Um, certainly they have preferences on things, but um, I never had someone who was so specific about what I could or couldn't do. So, so but I'm done. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. Well, you know, being um, where you're, what state you're in, uh, there's quite a few gals that live there. I mean, that would be kind of a, you know, uh, it's a big state, but it's not that big. I mean, it's not Montana. Uh, <laughs> They got one one area code. Uh, but, uh, with with that, maybe there's a way you could kind of figure out a little consortium of, of such with uh, uh, with Lily that just came in for a little bit. And, and right. So, so anyway. yeah. Well, I hope you uh, uh, get to meet everybody at uh, New Jersey at Exotica. There, I think it's going to be a fun time. I think it's yeah. going to be a crowded crowded space. Uh, do you know what what hotel you're staying in? You know. Um, no. I no. know I'm staying at a Hilton property. I'm about five minutes away right. because when I finally decided that I was going to commit to going, it was already too late to book anything super close. Yeah. So, but I'm going to be like, like I said, five minutes away and plan on attending as much as I can while I'm there. I am also shooting some content trade while I'm there, uh, you know, because a lot of times I'm not in the same city as other people and we're all going to be there at the same time. So I'm looking forward to that too. So, um, and then if I can, I'd love to plug my website. <laughs> you bet. Oh yes. Yes. We enjoy people plugging stuff here. 
Yeah. So any socials you want to follow me on or anything will all be found on my website, therealbellalexi.com. Super easy. Uh, and then also on my website now, I've started to promote upcoming um, videos I'm doing with uh, all the different talent I shoot with. So you'll be able to find all of that there. And then those videos will be released on OnlyFans or Loyal Fans. And all of that is right there on the front page of my website. Sure. And, and um, I don't know if I made it clear ahead of time or not. Anything we've done here today, feel free to use, copy, whatever you want to do with it as well. So you want to chop up some of I mean, get past the Herschel yep. part we did earlier and use it, whatever, you can feel free to do that. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, make sure you check it off because I am working on a whole rebuild of my website. So I have photo shooting with two photographers in California this week, so it's going to be really neat. Nice. All right. Yeah. Charles, one more question and we got to wrap her up. The only thing I was going to say is I was going to ask if you do mail autograph stuff, you know, that kind of thing, because we're kind of an autograph group. Yes. Yeah, so right now I don't have a PO box, but I will have one this week. And then I'm going to put all of that up on my website also, because I've never had people inquire until about the last month to be like, can I send you a picture to sign? So I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, that's our that's our crux of our group. So yes. anyway, uh, Bella Lexi, we really appreciate your time. And I know there's probably football on. You got to get back to that. There, there is the football on. You know me. I'm like. <laughs> so anyway, but you can uh, you can find our site at www.justtalking.com. Uh, uh, Don't forget to uh, subscribe and like and follow and retweet and everything with that. Uh, with our our face, our I shouldn't say Facebook page, but our Twitter page at Jizz Talking, Instagram at Jizz Talking, YouTube slash at Jizz Talking. It's all Jizz Talking, but uh, don't forget to subscribe as well too. And uh, next week, we're going to talk with Peach Fuzz right here on JizzTalking.com. We'll see you next week.